Kirby, Senator David Perdue, the stars of Lost Heart, the amazing Preston, and country music star Sarah Evans. That's Trey Corley in the Music City Connection. And I'm your announcer, Keith Bilbrey. Hey, first of all, I gotta ask Trey, what on earth is that on your face? Okay, look. Okay. <clears throat> I can't read the prompter with these glasses on. Um, I just heard that if Biden is inaugurated, he's going to issue a nationwide uh, mask mandate, Gov. So I'm trying out options, you know. This is my uh, ZZ Top uh, sharp dressed man look. Yeah. yeah, you know, I don't know, Trey. Uh, it looks a little more like their song, Cheap Sunglasses, to me. Wow. That well, hurts. Uh, I that tell hurts. you, Governor, it could have been worse. He could have tried for their other hit song, Leg. Oh. <laughs> really? That's, that's uh, enough. That's... You, know, you know, be honest with you, you might want to consider a shave, Trey, just <laughs> thinking about it. But I'm talking about your face. I don't think Biden cares what you do with your legs. Ah, okay. At least yet. Uh, but we don't know, what we don't know is if Joe Biden will actually be president. We just don't know. Now, there are so many unanswered questions about the validity and integrity of the election for president. And even if the legal challenges are resolved and a clear winner emerges without doubt, there are some changes that we as citizens, regardless of party, ought to demand for future elections. Now, would you like to hear them? Yes. Good, because I'm gonna share them with you anyway, so I'm glad you wanted to hear them. All right, here's the first thing. We ought to give as much credence to polls as we would to a Ouija board or a $10 fortune teller at the county fair, okay? Because for the past two presidential election cycles, we have had polls that were so wrong, they might as well have named me president. Hmm. Maybe that's not such a bad idea. <laughs> All right, let's be blunt. The polls weren't just off. They were as bad as a weatherman predicting a snowstorm in Miami on the 4th of July. It's time pollsters stop pretending that they know more than we do, and it's way past time that news organizations and corporations stop paying them big bucks for being less reliable than Mr. Magoo reading road signs. That's how bad they are. I mean, their methods, their methods are outdated, and some use reporting of polls as a fundraising tool or as a means of voter suppression. But the polling business has become as useless as the business of selling rotary dial phones with the party line. And there's only a handful of us here who even know what that is. And let's stop the ridiculous presidential debates, which aren't even close to debates. They just aren't. They're television shows. 
and they're designed to feature the personalities of the moderators and to get ratings which equal big dollars for the networks. Look, I debated in high school and in college, and what is called a presidential debate is little more than a forum featuring TV people who get to decide what the topics are gonna be instead of the topics being decided by the candidates who actually had the guts to run for something. So, if, um, if we're gonna do these things, let's have a real debate. No moderator at all, no moderator. Two candidates on the stage like gladiators facing each other. Each one gets exactly the same amount of time. There's a clock set before both candidates and it runs when they talk and it stops when they stop. If they interrupt the other, it counts against their time. And when their time runs out, their mic's cut off. And then they're done, except for a two-minute closing. And by the way, if they want to use all of their time on the first question, they can do that, and then stand around eating a sandwich while the other candidate gives his or her message. Most importantly, let's tell the media they don't pick the winners, the voters do. I am sick of the so-called decision desk of some news organization projecting the winner. Now imagine if LSU and Arkansas are playing in the SEC championship. I say imagine because neither one of them are headed there this year, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but let's imagine that that's what's happening. LSU is leading by a point late in the fourth quarter with just seconds to play. Arkansas has got the ball on the LSU five-yard line, first and goal. If the Razorbacks score, they win with a field goal or a touchdown. Either way, all I got to do is score. Suddenly, out of the stands, a fan wearing an LSU jersey rushes to the field and announces, all right, the game is over. I'm calling it for LSU. Forget the clock or even the referees. I've decided it's over. Would anyone accept that? No. Of course not. So why on earth do we tolerate unelected and unofficial and mostly unknown hacks at a network or newspaper deciding who won when all the votes haven't even been counted. <laughs> Folks, I have read, thank you. I've actually read the Constitution thoroughly and there's nothing in there that even suggests that elections are decided when the media makes an announcement. So I started by asking if you wanted to hear my ideas to reform the system. Aren't you glad you said yes? Yeah. yeah, me too. And if you didn't want to hear, aren't you glad you did anyway? Now, now all I have to do is to convince the rest of America. All eyes are now on the great state of Georgia as two runoff elections are gonna determine control of the U.S. Senate. Republicans Kelly Leffler and David Perdue are gonna be facing their well-funded Democratic challengers one more time in a runoff election. When I was in Arkansas earlier this week, I talked with Senator David Perdue, who's been called by his challenger, John Ossoff, Trumpism in a nutshell. Here's my interview with Senator David Perdue. Senator, let's just get right to the uh, sort of meat of the nut here. If you don't win this race, Chuck Schumer could end up being the majority leader. What does that mean to people who don't live in Georgia? 
what Schumer has said is he'll do away with the filibuster rule, and that will allow him to, to do anything he wants with 51 votes. 50 plus the vice president, they have the tiebreaker. He can stack the court. He can add four new seats with two new states, and he can fool around with the Electoral College. So what that means to everybody around the country is they can execute this liberal agenda that we heard perpetrated during the presidential election. You know, they want uh, things as elaborate as a Green New Deal, open borders, defund the police, socialize medicine, uh, cut the military. I mean, this is a program that they could never do if they have to negotiate with a minority party. It's like a hurricane is taking place in Georgia with the money from all over America coming in for this race. Uh, I, mean, I mean, literally tens and tens of millions of dollars. But then there's something else. People like Andrew Yang, former Democrat presidential candidate, said that he and his wife are moving to Georgia so they can vote. How does that work? Is it legal just to move to Georgia, show up and say, OK, I'm going to live here for the next six weeks and vote in that Senate race? Well, we have a lenient registration law here. Uh, you've heard uh, Stacey Abrams and others accuse Georgia of having voter suppression for the last few years. There's nothing further from the truth. We have automatic voter registration here. But if you're moving into the state before December 7th, you can register to vote and vote in the runoff, even though you did not vote in the general or the primary. And so what some Democrats are doing is coming in with, in some cases, valid addresses. But we have a law that says you have to have an intent to be a resident of Georgia. You can't just come in and vote. However, we know there are many people who are registered and already voted in other states in the general election are doing this to come into Georgia now and register just to vote in our runoff. We're encouraging the Secretary of State to get at this with these county election boards to make sure this doesn't happen. Well, I think one antidote to that is to get the governor to call a special session and say that anyone who moves in just to vote pays a 50 percent income tax on anything they made last year to the state of Georgia. Uh, budget problems resolved, and they probably move away pretty quickly after that. Uh, another big issue is that you and uh, also Senator Kelly Leffler, the two senators from Georgia, both in the runoff on January the 5th, uh, surprisingly and rather shockingly, call for the resignation of the Republican Secretary of State in Georgia over the uh, problems that you've had with ballot uh, uh, just validating. Explain why you felt like that uh, the Secretary of State had kind of botched this thing and needed to resign. Well, as a business guy with a 40-year business career, and Kelly Leffler, same thing, she's got a, a strong business background. We together talked about the litany of incompetence here going back to the primary in June 9th, where fundamentally we, we caved into turning into a mail by uh, a state, the vote by mail state, just because a few Democrats wanted to do that. We felt like that uh, we couldn't get straight answers around the general election. And this had nothing to do with President Trump. It basically was an attempt to try to get them to start moving in the right direction. And this was a way to, to put some pressure on. We just felt it was the right thing to do. Uh, any indication, will he resign? Uh, well, I don't know that, uh, Mike, but I, I tell you what, this week he's already moved to do a hand recount uh, of the presidential ballot. And so that is a, a step that he unilaterally made. I applaud that. Um, we need to have more clarity and more control over these counties. For example, in Fulton County, they were supposed to start counting absentee ballots before the end of Tuesday, Election Day, uh, and they did not do that. And so it raises questions about how many absentee ballots showed up after the close of the polls on Tuesday. 
I want to talk about your opponent, John Ossoff. Somebody has said that he has uh, set a new national record in burning through the most money of any candidate in history not to have won. But let's talk about, more importantly, not so much the campaign tactics, but philosophically, where do you and he differ significantly? What's the main, main difference between you? Well, it's very simple. He's a socialist. Um, he believes in the Green New Deal. He believes in this full democratic agenda. He will be a rubber stamp for Chuck Schumer. All Chuck Schumer wants is the 49th and 50th vote. He has to come through Georgia to get that. But if he gets that, it's not about John Ossoff or Raphael Warnock. It's really about simply having enough votes so Schumer can do exactly what he wants. And let me warn the viewers, Mike, you know, you hear some Democrats say, well, don't worry about that. I'm not going to vote for the Green New Deal. Don't you believe it? I have watched these guys for six years. Chuck Schumer will line them up like iron, uh, iron pellets to a magnet. They will do exactly what Chuck Schumer says, particularly on these heavy items like defunding the military and uh, defunding the police, cutting the military and the Green New Deal. This is insanity on a new level. They think they've gotten away with it if they pull out the winds here in Georgia. Uh, they believe they can get total control and they don't have to negotiate with us to determine the direction of the country. That's why we're all watching this race and why we're so delighted to have you here. Senator David Perdue, thank you, and uh, go get them. Thanks, Mike. God bless you. My thanks to Senator David Perdue for joining me during this very hectic week. You can learn more about the senator at PurdueSenate.com. Also, if you want to contribute it to his campaign, I'm sure he'd like that a bunch. That'll help keep the Senate out of Chuck Schumer's clutches. And if you want to keep up with the senator in real time, you can follow him on social media at Senator David Perdue. Coming up, cowboy comedian John Wesley Austin and later country music star Sarah Evans sings on Huckabee. Go to MikeHuckabee.com and sign up for his free newsletter and follow at GovMikeHuckabee on Twitter. And welcome back. As we come back to the music of The Heat is On. You know where that's from, Keith? You know the movie? I don't. I don't. Beverly Hills Cop. That's, that's where that's yeah, from. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. That's, mm -hmm. It helps to be a movie buff. It does. To I know these songs. I believe Trey may think he can fool me, but he never does. Mm -hmm. Never does. Well, my next guest has been on the comedy circuit for more than 30 years, playing comedy clubs and colleges and making television appearances. He has headlined in Las Vegas, but he's here tonight. And he's here tonight to make you laugh. We need a little bit of that. Would you please welcome John Wesley Austin. Thank you so much. I, uh, I grew my beard out during all the fun we're having here in 2020. I guess I'm a little uh, sensitive about how I look. I was on the airplane today, and the flight attendant came over. She looked right at me. She goes, trash. <laughs> I wish I'd have realized she was collecting garbage before I flew back with Sky Waitress. <laughs> because of what we've gone through as a nation, our national debt is $27 trillion. Makes me feel a heck of a lot better about how much I owe. 
The credit card people called me the other day. They go, you are behind on your payment and you are over your limit. I said, I'm real sorry about that, but my government is setting a bad example. <laughs> for the past 13 years, I've performed my show for a popular cruise line. That's been going really well during the pandemic. <laughs> if things don't turn around soon, I'm going to be one of the funniest greeters Walmart has ever seen. It's all about spin. Don't think of me as unemployed. Right now, I consider myself a director at a nonprofit. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen what Trump could do without the pandemic, without the virus. By now, there would be a wall around Taco Bell. <laughs> You're afraid to laugh at that one, ain't you? <laughs> so uh, I'm pleased to be here on the Huckabee Show. Uh, as you know, Mike is from Arkansas, and uh, I love Arkansas. Nice people there. I was at a hotel in Hot Springs last summer. I killed a cockroach in my room. I took it to the front desk. I showed it to the lady. I said, look at that right there. She gave me my money back for that hotel room. I take cockroaches everywhere I go now. <laughs> I am divorced. My ex-wife was mean. We were getting ready to go out one night. She goes, you look fat in that. I was in the shower. <laughs> she had expectations of me. We were in the kitchen one day. She saw a mouse. She looked at me. She goes, kill it. I go, I can't reach that thing from on top of this chair. She goes, you hunt deer. I go, get the rifle. I'll blow his head off. I ain't getting off this chair. <laughs> My brother goes hunting all the time. He brags about all the trophies that he's got. He goes, yeah, I got that moose from 400 yards to 7 millimeter. I go, yeah, I got that mouse from 8 feet with 30-06. <laughs> I don't want to hunt deer no more. All my friends hunt deer. They put them on the wall. It's the same thing in everybody's house. I want something different. I want you to walk in and go, what in the world is that? That's my cow. <laughs> Got him with a hammer. <laughs> he looks cool next to the mouse from the joke before, I think. <laughs> so I am a conservative. I have a few guns. Democrats don't seem to like guns. I think it's because the government doesn't give them away free. You don't need guns to hunt. I hit a deer with my truck. <laughs> Knocked the fender off my truck. The deer got up and he ran away. I got out, I walked around, the fender was gone. I think he took it with him. I bet you he's got it hanging on the wall of his house right now. I hate shopping for a new truck. Them people at the dealership are weird. That boy goes, you take that truck today, you won't make no payments till next year. I go, wow, I ain't never bought a truck from y'all before. How'd you know that? <laughs> Get back, you psychic son of a gun.
My friend just bought this thing for his truck. It's a Garmin. It was $160. He put it in the window. goes, turn right, turn left, turn right. My ex-wife done that for free. That's what GPS stands for, gal in the passenger seat. So I have a motorcycle. It's fast. Everybody's talking about defunding the police. I've gotten so many speeding tickets lately, I feel like I am funding the police. <laughs> the cop pulled me over the other, day, the other day. He goes, you know why I stopped you? I go, uh, the department needs new uniforms. <laughs> he goes, would you mind stepping back to the patrol car to see how fast I clocked you? I go, look at your machine. If you can't read it, how in the world am I supposed to? He goes, what are you, a comedian? I said, son of a gun, you ought to sell trucks. Thank you all so much. Come on over. That was great. Wow, thank you very much. Thank you. This audience loved you. Wow. And, yeah. And they should have. You were very, very funny tonight. Thank and you very we, much. We need to laugh a little more. This is 2020, brother. It is 2020. Oh, my. So, and it's been tough. <laughs> Thanks for reminding us. <laughs> yeah, just what we all needed. <laughs> you know, but I, I don't think a lot of people understand it. For those of you that make a living in front of audiences and everything is closed, what have you done this year? Not much. <laughs> Actually, I take that back. I've had the best COVID you could possibly imagine. I couldn't take the time to tell you all the things I've done. I visited my brother in Virginia. I went to Sturgis to the motorcycle rally. I went to Yellowstone. I went to Teton. I lived in Breckenridge, Colorado for four weeks at my friend's house. I took my motorcycle and rode it to Maine and back. I've had an amazing time. I wish I had the money to pay for all of this stuff. <laughs> Because that's really the problem that so many people have had. We're laughing about it, but, I mean, it's been a tough year for people, especially it's still the a performing tough year. This business. election yeah. is unbelievable. I swear to you, something smells fishier than the Vatican on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to tell you, we have loved having you here. We'd love to have you back. And, by the way, if you want to keep in touch with this great cowboy comedian, I want you to be sure to check out his Dry Bar comedy special. Follow him on social media, at John Wesley Austin. We'll have it on the screen so you can see it from there. Next, from the film Lost Heart stars Don Most, Victoria Jackson, and Melissa Anschutz. Don't go away. the amazing Kreskin and country star Sarah Evans performs. And welcome back. How about a big hand for Trey Corley and the Music City Connection tonight? Let's hear it for him. Well, on November the 21st, Encourage TV is going to present the free debut of a funny, moving, and inspiring new film, and it's called Lost Heart. It's about a burnt-out country star coming to terms with her rough past. I want you to welcome to the show the stars of the film, Melissa Anschutz, 
Don Most and Victoria Jackson. They're all here with us. Thank you guys for coming. Oh, thank We're you. happy to have you guys. Thank you for having thank us. You. Thank you. Thanks for having us. All right, Don, I got to start with you. A lot of us know you, as so much of America does, as uh, Ralph on uh, Happy Days. Yes, yes. A lot of years uh, doing Happy Days. Thank you. But you've done a lot of directing and many other projects in the film world since then. Yes. You know, um, as an actor, the thing that I always loved was playing all different kinds of characters. And, and as much as Happy Days was an incredible experience. I mean, I, mean, I couldn't have asked for anything better. But you, there's that danger that you might get so associated with that one role that yeah. then where do you have a career beyond that? So it was tough when I first left the show to to get away from it, but it's been building and building, and, and I'm getting to do more and more interesting roles like this one in Lost Heart, and I worked with the same company, Collective Development, which Melissa is one of the founders of. Um, I did another film with them, and, and it was such a great experience, and when they asked me to do Lost Heart, I jumped, and um, I'm so happy. It's a really special movie. Melissa, what drew you to this story? Because, I mean, a film is a story it touches people, gets to people's hearts. So what was it about Lost Heart that you said, I want to be in this project? All of the characters have so many layers. You know, my character had depth, tons and tons of different layers that I had to dive into, but all of the characters in it are, are outstanding. I mean, they're funny, they're quirky, um, and the interaction between all of them was just really special. I loved the message that it was going to send to the world um, when they see it. And it just excited me to be able to dive into someone who was so broken, too. Um, that was quite a challenge. Well, speaking of seeing it, we're going to show a little clip. And because I want to show this clip, it shows Victoria Jackson in the way we normally do not see her. Let's watch a clip from Lost Heart. I, I don't go out because I'm afraid of what everyone says. And I hate that it's all true. But I let it define me for too long. And suddenly, you don't? I can't change the past. And I can't control what people say. I'm just happy my daughter's home. And I'll take anything I can get. If you can be here, I can be here. See it, Victoria. I, I'm watching you do this—a very serious role. I've never seen you do anything serious in your life. So, this is this is really different for you, isn't it? Oh, thank you. I usually hide my serious side and my negative. <laughs> yeah, angry, you do. <laughs> side for my family. I mean, all those years on Saturday Night Live and all the years as a stand-up comic. Yeah. How hard was it for you to completely change this personality that we know you to be? to play something serious. Well, as you can see, I had a bow on. And I, <laughs> I'm kind of mad at myself because I got a chance to be a serious actress and then I had to wear a bow. <laughs> so uh, I think it's my security blanket. But um, yeah, so anyway, um, Collective Development Incorporated was nice to let me stretch. And uh, I had a lot of crying scenes. And I was very terrified because I don't cry on cue very good, but I did. And they didn't show a close-up of it. Oh. They just showed it this much. 
They should have showed this close. Do you want to cry for us how... now? Is that what you're asking? You want to cry? Do you want to go ahead and just bust loose? No, I'll save it for the next role that they're letting me. Oh, have. okay. <laughs> you know, I have a feeling we're going to see we're going to see more serious films with Victoria Jackson. Yeah. Uh, Don, what was what was it like working with this person? Because I've known Victoria for many years, oh. and she's just a little on the unpredictable side. Is that being charitable? Yeah, but yeah. But I think... <laughs> There's COVID everywhere. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Victoria. Um, but I think that unpredictableness, if that's the word, is, is great for a fellow actor. Because then if you don't quite know what's coming, you better be present and, yeah. and be able to react to that. And you're right, with Victoria, you don't know. We had this one, we didn't have too many scenes together, but we had this one lovely scene that, oh my God, um, I don't want to give too much away, but it, it was when she was, we are saying goodbye to her, her husband who had passed, and, and we do a little song. And it, and it speaks so much, you know? Mm. It's just, it spoke so much, way beyond uh, even the lyrics of the song. The lyrics didn't even mean anything, but it was what was happening in that moment. It's really great. So. Melissa, before we get away, I gotta ask, how do people get a chance to see this film, Lost Heart? Yeah, they can see it on Encourage TV on November 21st. Um, you just go in, put your email in, tell them you're not a robot, and it's free. <laughs> um, and then you can watch the premiere. We also do have the red carpet event that's going to be on either side of the film. So they can see all of us coming together and um, celebrating our film when we watch it as a cast and crew. She's going to get an Oscar. Okay. And I want to give a shout out to Christine Marie. You just yes. did. <laughs> and DJ for writing it. <laughs> yes, DJ. All right, Keith, why don't you tell everybody how we can watch the film, because we want to. Well, I sure can. Lost Heart will stream for free on November 21st on Encourage TV. You can find their channel or YouTube or download their free app on Android devices. Encourage TV offers lots of wonderful films for the whole family, all for free. Be sure to check them out on Facebook and follow Don, Victoria, and Melissa on social media. Do you see all these smart, good-looking people? They got that way by going to Huckabee.tv to get their free tickets for the show, and you can, too. Reserve your seats for an upcoming taping of Huckabee. Every year, Samaritan's Purse puts together thousands of shoeboxes that are filled to the brim with fun gifts and some practical items for boys and girls all over the world through Operation Christmas Child. And they're able to do this because people like you give generously for these precious kids. I hope you'll consider reaching out to Samaritan's Purse. Make a difference. Bring the gospel message to children in need. Well, pollsters claim they could predict the future, but they really couldn't. We ought to replace them all with our next guest, his classic 70s show is now available on Hulu, and his latest book, The Adventures of the Amazing Kreskin. Please welcome the world's most famous mentalist. He really is the amazing Kreskin. So oh I'm going to come over here. Great God, to see you. I'm going to tell you something, folks. Okay. I, I say this unabashedly because... I can say this without prejudice because as of uh, two years ago, the airline industry announced I've flown 
a little over three and one half million miles, up, up to two years ago, three and a half million. So I've worked, I've worked with thousands of people in broadcasting. This is one of the warmest, most genuine persons I have ever met in my life in this world. I mean it. Thank you. I mean it. Thank you. I want to show you something, Mike. I got, I got to share this okay. with you. You never saw me do this with you before, and I, I meant this. I, I, I love this man's work and as a person as well. I have an experiment, folks, and try this as you're in the audience and those of you looking in on camera. These are a number of envelopes. Actually, there are, Mike, there are five envelopes in each okay. pile. And when Mike picks these up, because I'm not going to be mainly the one to handle these, when Mike picks these up, he's going to... Uh, handle them himself. I have a pair of scissors, Mike, and this is the way we'll cut them open. Okay. The bag, by the way, we won't say who got me that, but you can see it was prejudiced T.A. Crespin. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding you. <laughs> Mike, cut, the, cut this ribbon right there. Okay. And there are here, and by the way, when, when you hold these up to the light, these are uh, envelopes. You can look, you can look there. There's, you can't see what's inside there. Nope, you cannot. There's no way you can see this, what's inside nope. there. And, and, and so forth, it goes like this. Now, folks, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to, uh, this one here, I would like you, Mike, also to leave it stacked in the, in the way it is right there, but I want you to cut it open as well. Okay. Just, and leave it stacked leave right it, there. Yeah, all right. leave it right there. And folks, I'm going to mix these up. Let me tell you something, folks. These are not marked. Mike, if, I, if there was $1,000 on the table and we were betting, no one would be able to say what's in here. Behind my back, Mike, one at a time, just take off a few piles. Stop whenever you want. Just start taking one pile at a time off. Okay. Off the top. Just start oh. going off the top. Got one off the top? All right. And stop whenever you want. It doesn't matter. You can't, don't take them all, of course. Oh. Got one. Okay. You're going to stop there? Or I'll put stop the rest here. on the table. Put all the rest right. on the table. Now, Mike, take the next one in your hand. Okay. And hold it up to the light in any angle you want. Remember what he's doing. You can't see any colors or anything. Can you, Mike? No, I cannot. I'm hoping... Let me set this aside. Okay. I'm hoping, folks, he's going to feel the colors, and you'll understand what I'm talking about. Put it right down here like this. Okay. Now, this is, these here are going to stay where they are. These are five more, and as you can see, uh, there's, you can pick them up and look. look at, there's nothing to see there, Mike, in any way, shape, or no. form. All right, here's what I'm going to do. Let me just set these like this. Well, these are five of them, and I'm going to step away from you now. Because I don't think Mike realizes, we talked about how we're not communicating with each other. It's possible to influence the mind unconsciously, and that's one of the most purest ways of doing it. Empathy is a gift. Mike, here we have five of these here. This is the one you chose there, so leave it over there. Okay. I want you to tap one of these, uh, just tap one of them, any, any one of them, if you will. And, uh, and tap, now leave it there, leave, just oh, leave it there. Leave it there. And okay. tap with your other hand another one. With the other hand, tap another one. All right, let me take, the, these are the two you tapped right here, Mike? Those two. Let me put these... Right here, folks. Now, this time, Mike, and listen to me, I'm not going to ask you to type something. I want you to pick up one of them with one of your hands. Just pick up one and hold it in your hand and hold it. Okay. Hold it in your hand. All right. Now, folks, I'll set these here as they are, side by side. These four here, and I'm going to set these four here. And, Mike, since you picked that one from these four, would you set it right here? Okay. Set it here. All right. Now, Mike... You wonder why I'm doing this, and folks, you'll understand in a moment. But these are twins, and they are actually inseparable. Mike, tear that one open there. This Not one? Not the one you chose. That one there, yeah. This one of those, yeah. Any, oh. any one of those. Oh, okay. The one closest to you is the one you chose. Leave it there. Oh, this one. Leave that there. Leave it there. Okay. The other one's open. Take what's out out of there. 
Now look, folks, what's in there. What is, this is lonely in there by itself. What is it? It's, it's a like sock. Some, a sock. One, yeah. Put it right down there. Right down there. Okay. Oh, open one of the other four. All right. And look what he has there, because you can see that these are by themselves lonely, and that's another sock, totally another sock. different design. I'd pick another one of the four there. Sock it to me, yeah, I guess we're going to say. Now, what's intriguing yeah. is you'll find another all sock. design. Put it right there and pick that one there as well. Okay. Now, remember this, folks. Mike, these are not the ones Mike picked because behind my back, he picked the one that's in front of him. Put this right over here, Mike. Nice don't touch the one. Don't touch the one there that you picked. Okay. Now, here, do the same thing with the four here. The okay. four here because these are pairs of socks. So each sock has a mate, obviously. What one is that there? Does it fit? Uh, it, uh, yes, yep. it goes. Put it right there and open the other. Put it here or over here? Yeah, over there. You pick it, the other one there. Okay. Now, these are all separate. These are in separate piles. He did not know this and put that down, and that goes with that one over there, mm -hmm. and then there's two more right here. The reason I say this is could it be possible, folks, since they were mixed up, and that goes over there, mm -hmm. and there's one... And these are matching. There's a sock and there's the other sock with it. Could he have picked the two? He picked one from that pile there and one from here. Could they be the matching ones? Open that one over there, Mike. That's the one he chose behind my back. And what does that consist of? I have a feeling it stands out. Oh. Sure it does because oh, it's a bit of a hollow. Hold that in your hand. Hold that in okay. your hand. What is the other one? Remember, he had any one from here to pick. He did it blindly. And what is that? Well, I can uh, guess. It. Now, what is it? That's it. Oh. Well, wait, 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 oh. wait, wait. Hold up, hold up, hold up. We got a problem. Mike. We have a problem. Look. Uh. <laughs> huh? What do you think, folks? <laughs> why, Mike? Is that why you put him down? Oh. I thought you'd find that. How about that? Uh, <laughs> I wondered where that was going. I said, uh, I've seen you do a lot of stuff, Kreskin, but you know, I think we just messed up, and then you pulled that on me. Mentally, he responded on... And there could have been 30 of them there. But by the second decision he made, he, his mind was conditioned. And I thought it was very refreshing. Just to, That's the first time I pulled up my pants in years on television. <laughs> Let's go over well, and visit about that book. All right, folks, I'm going to go over here. <laughs> I couldn't. I thought you'd get a kick out of it. And I Mike, loved it. That's a first. That's a first. I've never done that before in television, but I wanted to save it for him, and I've been calculating on that. My life has been, you know, as I said, uh, uh, with the airline industry, we, we don't fly as much now, but yeah. three and a half million miles, and the stories I could tell you through the years. My life's been an adventure. How long have you been doing this? I'm 85 years old. 85? Yes. Wow. And I, uh, and I, uh, wow. Uh, uh, last year, I did uh, 300 and some programs in one year. I'm still doing two and a half hour concerts. People wonder, what is a mentalist? I mean, you, you don't claim to have Psychic like supernatural powers, powers no, anything like that. But it, it's, is it a power of thought, perception? What is it about being it, a mentalist? Well, I, I'm going to tell a story that maybe I never told you, but I'll tell you what started everything. Uh, when I was a little boy, five years old, there was a comic that was very popular by, by uh, uh, a, a, a very popular, called Mandrake the Magician. He wasn't a magician. He had hypnotic abilities. He had tele, and he was solving crimes and what have you. And Lee Falk, who created him, in Second World War, it was popular. Fellini wanted to do a movie about him, but he said there would be trick photography. This man had mental abilities. 
and, and I, as a kid, imitated him when he played <laughs> cops and robbers, tried to read people's thoughts. When I went out walking with friends or adults, I tried to imitate their walk. Hmm. And psychologists said, Chris, you realize after a while, you were imitating the way they think. You started to learn. You can't teach that. I, that wasn't taught me in school, Mike. It became part of my, and let me tell you something, years later, when Lee Falk, who created Mandrake, was being awarded, they brought me to the place and he recognized me and said, Chris, can I, I know about your work. One of the most moving moments of my life, as they're honoring him for creating the Phantom and Mandrake, they said, and Lee Falk said, I want to interrupt and tell you folks, this is Kreskin, and in the 35 years I've written this comic, he's the man that's come closest in real life to being truly Mandrake. That was one of the most mm -hmm. moving moments I've ever had in my life. That was a pretty high compliment for someone who was recognizing that you had uh, yeah. been able Hi. to do. I mean, you, you have traveled. I've, I've seen you, you know, years past. You were on Johnny Carson a gazillion times. You've been on every television times. show. Well, you know, how, you, know, you know what happened with uh, uh, Carson. Did, never knew who I was until I went on Steve Allen's show because uh, Steve Allen left Carson. I got very close with Steve Allen. And he, he, I wasn't known that well, and I wasn't on network shows, so Steve Allen flew me to L.A. He introduces me, and I said before the show, maybe I shouldn't meet him before the show. They said, we understand, young man. So Steve Allen said, this man has a gift, it's ESP, it's the welcome Kreskin. And I'm walking towards Steve Allen, watching the camera, <laughs> which in those days, the lights around the camera were b blindingly bright. And as I get near Steve Allen, the lights are so bright, I trip over the dais and fall <laughs> flat on my face. <laughs> and Steve Allen was very nice to me. He, said, he gave me 30 minutes of the show. So, But the man watched the show that night. It was Johnny Carson and created Karnak. Yes. And that's where Karnak came from, that's my where falling over the from. desk. <laughs> well, I hope people will get the book. You uh, can find more amazing videos. Man. Get his schedule, merchandise and books, including <laughs> this one, The Adventures of the Amazing Kreskin, at kreskinbook.com. Be oh. sure to follow him on social media and subscribe to his YouTube channel, <laughs> T.A. Kreskin. Hey, stick around, because we've got a lot more for you right after this break. You are amazing. I Come back this. and see us. Too. I got it. Thank I you. Thank you. Up next, country music star Sarah Evans sings, and later, Mike's final thought. That's coming up on Huckabee. Sarah Evans has a new album out titled Copy That. It's a collection of songs previously made famous by her favorite artist. Now, you can pick up a copy everywhere music is sold. To find out more, go to sarahevans.com. Now, here to perform with Trey Corley and the Music City Connection with Mike on Bass is Sarah Evans. <laughs> Your voice comes crashing wildly through my quiet bed. You say you want to try again, but I've tried everything but giving in. So why you want to break my heart again? Say 
Mike's final thoughts are coming up next. Don't go away. Well, maybe all of the stress from the election season has your blood pressure reading 300 over 200 and has you curled up in a fetal position under your dining room table and crying uncontrollably like a 16-year-old girl who didn't get a prom date. You know, I got people regularly tell me they watch cable news 24-7. I sure hope not. That'll make you crazy. It really will. Look, politics and the policies of our government are really important. I get that. I mean, I've spent the bulk of the past 30 years swimming in the contaminated water of elective politics. But even an Olympic swimmer gets out of the pool every now and then. So if watching the news is affecting your sleep, your appetite, your relationships, and most importantly, your walk with God, it's time to get out of the pool for a while. It really is. Here's what I'd say. Read a good book that has nothing to do with politics and current events. I've been reading a two-volume book of over a thousand pages detailing how the Beatles and their legendary producer George Martin made the hits that we're still listening to. Now, granted, not everyone wants to know that much about how Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band was made, but it takes me to a happy place. Speaking of a happy place, if you want to just relax, have the all-star special breakfast at Waffle House. It'll make you forget voting, I'm telling you, yeah. So take a walk, watch a sunset, pet a dog, watch a classic movie, or maybe 20 episodes of The Andy Griffith Show or Green Acres. Listen to some music. I mean, whatever melts your butter, classical, gospel, blues, country, rock, or even bluegrass. Make a pie for a family in your neighborhood and pray. Instead of talking to people about the election, talk to God about what's important to Him. And get a good night's sleep. Then get up and have several cups of coffee the next morning and pretend for 24 hours that your TV doesn't even have news channels. Hey, you could watch TBN instead. And things really will look and feel better. Well, that's it for us tonight. I hope you'll join us next week for my guest, Sean Foyt and Kathy Lee Gifford. Our thanks to all of our guests who have been with us tonight. But until next week, on behalf of all of our team, let me tell you, thanks for watching. Good night and God bless.